What's up guys, this is Eric Hoven along with my friend Saiten Bergenkate from ProofThatGodExists.org and uh, you're down south for the winter. Yeah, I'm oh, for a little bit. being bathed in liquid sunshine for the last week. In Florida it has been raining non-stop, sorry about that man. But it's been warm though, so, that, so that's nice. It's got to count for something. <laughs> hey, uh, Happy New Year to all of you guys. Today's the last day of 2018. I said, hey Sai, what would you say to ministry leaders and to people that are involved in ministry, people that get it, people that are living the Christian life, um, to help encourage them. Here we have a, a brand new year, 2019. I realize we should live the same all the time, but a lot of times people use 2000 or use you know year ends and year beginnings to kind of say, hey, I want to refocus this year. I want to I want to I want to rezone in. I want to try to I want to try to accomplish this, or I want to try to keep this commitment. And I thought, hey, what would you say to a bunch of ministry leaders out there? For 2019, if you're joining us, let us know what you think. What would you say to ministry leaders out there? How would you? What would you want to tell to ministry leaders out there? What would you want to say? What would you want to communicate to to encourage them uh, as you learn from them and as they try to to lead the way in our culture? So, well, one thing, you, I, you know, we didn't actually prepare for this. We just thought no, I'd sit down and uh, talk to the camera. And I thank you, Eric, for your hospitality for having me down here because it's been nice uh, to be in the warmth. But I, I wasn't using my garage anyway, so he, we put the cot out there. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on the van. Um, but I think it was about nine years ago that we first met. An atheist yeah. had tweeted my website to use and make fun of it. It's actually an atheist that brought us together. That's pretty cool. Thank you, atheist community. We appreciate but I remember that. the first time that I came down here to talk with you, and you said one of the most encouraging things to me at the end of this week, at the end of that week. You said, I thought I had to study biology more. I thought I had to study nuclear chemistry more. All these things. I, I need to read my Bible more. You know, whenever I'm out on the street, whenever I'm uh, um, engaging people on the street, at the end of the day, the mm. thing that I think most is I need to read my Bible more. So I think to encourage ministry, here's your dog here. Who's been, I know, uh, don't knock chewing on a dog. Uh, on a triceratops down, bone. <laughs> yeah, we got her. But I want to encourage people actually um, to be encouraged in ministry to this year, focus on getting into the word and prayer. Thankfully, uh, my new pastor, he's, uh, I mean, so is my old, but really an emphasis on prayer. And, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, that is the work. People think that the work is handing out track. They think that the work is the preaching. The work is the prayer. And I would encourage people this year that um, in order to encourage them in their ministry to get into the word and to pray more and to represent mm. the God that we actually believe in. And that's what I hope to focus my ministry on. I think that most of the ministries, Christian ministries, are well-meaning out there, but they end up talking about a God they don't believe in. They ended up talking about a probability and I want my brothers and sisters to actually go out and represent the Jesus that saved them, hmm. to talk about the Lord that saved them. Um, one thing I say when I'm at my conferences, I will say, you know, you've asked me to come here to teach you how to defend your faith in God. And I say, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball. I'm going to teach you how to defend your faith that your parents exist. <laughs> and they look at me like, why do we have this freak from Canada coming down here to teach us to defend our faith in our parents? And I said, that would be crazy. Why? Because you know your parents. You know it. Uh, well, here's the thing. What am I doing teaching people how to defend their faith in God? Jesus said, I will give you words and wisdom that your adversaries will not be able to resist or contradict. So if you know the God that saved you, talk about him when you defend your faith. Talk about him in this uh, holiday season when you're with family members who profess unbelief. Know what the Bible says, that they know that God exists. Love them and tell them about the God that saved you. Make Jesus sweet to them. And that's how I would encourage people uh, in their ministry this year to go out to love the lost and make Jesus sweet to them. I love the thought of, man, I, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. I'm going to read my Bible more this year. And uh, I'd say, man, start that right now. What's keeping you right now? You know, before the, all oh, tomorrow. <laughs> it's always tomorrow. 
Um, but you're right. At the end of the day, what I find myself, we, we just took a trip. Uh, I was with our, our church's youth group. Uh, my kids go to Marcus Point and we took, uh, the, the youth pastor took 100 kids up to the Ark Encounter. And so we just spent yesterday or the day before at the Ark Encounter. And on the way up and on the way back, we were evangelizing. We were passing out tracks and witnessing to people on the way up and mm-hmm. on the way back. And these kids watched uh, watched living the Christian life in, in practice of sharing our faith. And they're like, it's actually pretty easy. A friend of mine named Adam Field went with me. And we're just sitting there evangelizing and opening our mouth and declaring the truth of the gospel. Hey, sweetheart, you can't chew on that. Man. There you go. We're sitting there declaring the truth of the gospel. And, and uh, kids were like, well, that's how easy it is. Now, when you start sharing your faith and you get asked questions, you go, yeah, it brought up great discussion in the vehicles on the way back because we talk to people and then on the drive, we get back in the vehicles and they're like, hey, how do you answer this? What do you say about this? How do we know this? And all of a sudden they're going, I want to learn more about about the the Christian faith. I want to learn more about the Bible. Why? I was just out there sharing my faith. Uh, I did a conference with Alex McFarland a couple months ago and my daughter was with me. And there was an entire youth group there on a Saturday at 8.30 in the morning waiting to get in the doors. Wow. I said, what in the world are you guys doing here? They said, well, our youth pastor takes us down to, um, takes us down to, uh, what are you doing, baby? There you go. Go get it. Our youth pastor takes us down to New Orleans and we do on the street witnessing in New Orleans all the time. And because of that, we want to know how to answer these people that we engage. And that's what actually has created for them this this desire, this urgency to learn. So uh, I'd say to the youth out there, uh, to the young people and to the adults, if you find yourself um, uh, complacent in your knowledge about God and in your knowledge about the Bible, start talking about God and the Bible with people. Uh, And as you start living it, trust me, you're going to want to start learning more uh, and more about God's word because you're going to be asked questions that that, uh, that you don't know how to answer. And the beauty is when you go back to the scriptures and you say the scripture is my authority, you can say, hey, the more I know the scripture, the more I know how to give the answer. The more I know, hey, thus saith the Lord, this is the truth. And you can really let them stand on the word. Right, like I'm what you would call an apologist, somebody who teaches Christians how to defend their faith. But there is no office of apologist in scripture. Why is that? What if I came and I wanted to teach you and I said, well, I'm a love your neighborist. You say, well, that's crazy. I'm supposed to know how to love my neighbor. Well, that's the same with defending your faith. You're supposed to know how to be able to defend your faith. And one of the worst things that I hear is, you know, they'll see a debate of mine. They say, oh, that guy, you know, he's really engaging these unbelievers. And they say, well, I talked to my sister-in-law. They might post it on Facebook. I talked to my sister-in-law yesterday, and I really wish I was here. And I'm thinking, no, I wish I was there to listen to you talk about the God that saved you. And, uh, you know, that's how we have to encourage believers to talk about the God that saved them, to make Jesus sweet to them, and hope that the Holy Spirit uses that to convert people. Now, there are going to be people who are going to turn away on their heel and uh, walk away and say, you know, I just, you know, I think you're crazy. Um, I'll share with you a uh, story quickly that um, my friend Jeff Rose shared. And he says, over the years, the story has become somewhat apocryphal. But I love to share the story to encourage people, as we're trying to do here for the new year, to sharing their faith with um, professed unbelievers. Because you might speak a biblical truth to them, and they'll turn around and say, well, I think you're crazy, you know. And so I share the story of my friend Jeff Rose. He went to deer hunting a number of years ago. I really like this story. He went yeah. bow hunting. 
And he'd never been before, but he figured he was a pretty good Obviously shot. using a McPherson, uh, a Matthews bow uh, for Matthews. Well, he said he went out to buy the, ni buy the nicest bow, the nicest sidewinder. Well, it's definitely ever. McPherson's bows. Yeah. You know, Matthews bows, just a little plug there. Hey, can I get in on that? <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, so he bought the nicest bow, the nicest uh, camouflage outfit, and a tree stand. Those tree stands are the things they put up in the trees so they can hide up there and watch the deer come by. So they were out, him and his buddy, about 100 yards apart, all day, no deer. And it's just about starting to get dark, and my friend Jeff hears a crash at his friend's tree stand. He said, either his friend fell out of the tree, <laughs> or he got a deer. And he didn't want his friend to get the deer, he wanted to get the deer. But he thought, well, he'd crawl, crawl out of the uh, tree stand and go over to his buddy and see what happened. And, and he got close to, you know, to his friend's tree stand, and his eyes were wide like this. He said, I got one. I got one. And Jeff says, where? And the guy says, over in the tall grass over there. Dog's licking my toes. Yeah. She's a <laughs> so sweetie. Anyhow, She's Jeff a sweetie. goes over to this tall grass to look for this dead deer, and he's looking through this tall grass, finds his friend's arrow. He said, you missed, pal. I got your arrow right here. Mm. You missed. And his friend said, I didn't miss. He said, that arrow went clean through it, right through the ribcage, passed through his heart. He says, 70 yards down that path, we're going to find that deer lying there dead. And he said, now, you might be preaching the gospel with somebody. <laughs> Your dog wants to be. I know, I should have put the dog in the kennel. My bad. Hey, sweetie, come here. You should show the dog in the kennel. Come Anyhow, here. Come here. People, I'm sharing the faith with people. Come here. And they say they turn around, they walk away when you share a biblical truth, and they say you missed. Well, God's word is sharper than that arrow. It's mm. sharper than a two edged sword. God's word does not return. There's the dog. Oh, yeah. God's word does so not return up, void. <laughs> what's up, sweetie? Meet Zena. So I would encourage people to share biblical truth with people because that's what God is going to use to save people. Jesus did not say, my sheep here, Sai, is a really good argument. He didn't say, my sheep here, Eric's a really good argument. He says, my sheep hear my voice. In John mm. chapter 6, when uh, Jesus' disciples were leaving him, and he said to his closest disciples, he said, are you going to leave me too? And Simon Peter did not say, um, um, to whom shall we go? You have such a good argument. He said to Jesus, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Mm. And I think that's the kind of thing that we need to share with our unbelieving loved ones. And put our arm around them and say, look... You know, you might be fooling other people when you say that you don't believe in God, that you don't know that God exists, but you're not fooling me, and you're not fooling God, and I love you enough to tell you that. And I think that's what we need to do as believers. Giving the truth in love, absolutely. Man, we pray that 2019 is absolutely awesome uh, for you. Um, I'm, I'm excited about how much opportunity. Uh, I don't want to think about all the missed opportunities I had in 2018, because uh, while I'm thrilled with the opportunities I did have to, to teach the truth, there's a lot of opportunities that I missed, and I don't want to miss anymore. So I want to make the most of every opportunity, um, truly, <laughs> as it's been for a long time. The days are evil, and we need to make the most of every opportunity. So get out there and share your faith. I, I, I Actually, last night, I thought, man, if you're not... If you're not living your faith, or if you're not sharing your faith, you probably don't really get your faith. You know, do you really understand why you believe what you believe? Get out there and share it, and let's uh, let's let's share with others uh, truth for 2000 uh, in 2019. Uh, for those of you saying, "Hey, by the way, thank you very much, uh, Scott, uh, atheist friend who's on my page a lot." Um, man, I can't wait uh, for the day. Uh, hopefully, before you stop breathing, buddy, that you say, "You know what? I need to turn to Christ. I need to love my Creator, God." Uh, the one who made me, the one who gave me the ability to, to think uh, critically, the one who gave me the ability to, to have uh, this, this mind that wants to analyze things. And uh, man, I just say, you know the truth, buddy. I can't wait for you to just say, I admit it. God is real. Uh, Shannon Q, same for you. Hey, Shannon, uh, how's it going? 
I was I, on your uh, podcast. Yeah, you were. Uh, excited. She's a fellow Canuck. That's true. From Canuckistan. Canada. Okay, I was going to say. C-A-N-A-D-A. <laughs> uh, Shannon's saying for you, uh, man, Shannon is saying, don't do it, Scott. Don't go to the other side. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, you, you, you atheists out there, you know that I do love you, and I hope that I've shown that in my actions. I, uh, I try my very best uh, to, to be somebody that, uh, that shows by, by not, I don't know, part, sometimes I just want to ban you guys. I get it and say, <laughs> you know what, let me just, let me present the truth, and and not let you guys present the errors uh, that you guys present. But at the same time, I go, you know what? Um, I, 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 like, I like the freedom of speech. I yeah, like the thing this. is, I, we I, cannot I lord thing. it over our atheist friends because we have to keep in mind, and this is not in a, in a way of arrogance or anything, but there but by the grace of God go each and every one of us. I've thought of that many times. Yeah, and I would be the atheist mocking me if it wasn't but the grace of God. Yeah, except we'd be doing a little bit better. Ah, <laughs> now that was arrogance. No, okay. no. <laughs> I used to say that, but I thought, you know, I really no, but uh, yeah, I, I had a, a talk with two Canadian atheists recently. I, I went actually to their studio and we had a really good time. You know, online, I think there's a lot of internet bravado going on. But when we actually sit face to face with each other, you know, um, I think a lot of that animosity goes away. And uh, I hope that people can see, you know, in our eyes that uh, we actually have a, a love for the lost. And uh, we want them to know the peace which passes all understanding. We want to know them to know salvation in Jesus Christ because, you know, they might be having a good time now. They might be getting through life, and you know that's what Scripture says that they could be happy for a season. Yeah. But um, it might not be, not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But there's going to be a time in a life, in their life, when things are not going, you know, um, the way they wanted to. And who are they going to turn to? Yeah. You know, and we hope that they will turn to the people that have given them the truth, who will direct them to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because there is no hope outside of Him. And you know, I know there's a lot of uh, internet bravado. There's people becoming popular as atheists. But it might not be tonight, it might not be tomorrow night, but there will be a time in your life when um, you're crying out. And, you know, we hope that we impart enough truth to you that by the power of the Holy Spirit that uh, you can come to know the peace which passes all understanding. And that's our prayer for you. And that's our, yeah. Just on that, man, uh, to the atheists, since we're talking to you guys right now, um, you guys know the theatrics that take place uh, in in videos and online and with the mm-hmm. with the... I really do enjoy, like you were saying, let's just sit down face-to-face over a cup of coffee, turn the cameras off, and go, hey, be real with me. Because you remember when we were at the Reason Rally in um, 2012, we talked with Max in the hotel room, in the hotel lobby, Mm -hmm. till like 3 o'clock in the morning. So we had the whole Reason Rally, talked with lots and lots of atheists, enjoyed the conversations, enjoyed the discussions. It was when we were in the hotel lobby with none of the other atheists around that Max and us talked for a long time, hours and hours and hours. And Max admitted, when, with nobody looking, with nobody listening, he said, I admit it, my atheist worldview doesn't make sense. I get that. I get it, it doesn't make right. sense. Well, I remember he had tears in his eyes at some yeah. point when we had him uh, read the Puritan Seeker's Prayer. I encourage people to look <laughs> that. No, no, all people aren't going to have tears in their eyes. I think some people are hardened enough to it that they might be able to read it. You know, like uh, Doug, when I was on his show, uh, he read it. He didn't seem to be affected by it. But I think, of course, you know, I don't believe in the sinner's prayer or the seeker's prayer. But I think the seeker's prayer would be more accurate to the condition of the professed unbelievers. Hey, Doug. There go my glasses. Should have killed So, um, yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, um, we have to show a love for our our atheist friends and, uh, you know, um, hope that God opens their eyes to the truth. Because I know that I can't do it. You know, yeah. I know that I can't save even one person. So, um, 
you know, and that's that's not the role of apologetics. The role of apologetics is not to save people; it's to speak the truth in love. You know, in the hope that um, they're convicted of their sin, of their of their status before God, and that God moves them to um, repentance and faith. Yeah. Hey, I'm excited for 2019. Uh, back to my focus. Those of you that are in ministry, those of you that enjoy sharing your faith and and are really, I'd say, living it in a way that uh, that proclaims the truth. Dog's gonna knock it over. Uh, sorry for the distraction. For those of you that are really doing it, man, keep going. I can't, the more and more people that are alive, the more and more opportunities you and I have. I just spent three days with a hundred young people and I went, wow, there's many of them that have never heard a lot of the things that we presented that really encouraged them, that, that help them go, wow, we've got, whether it comes to archeology span or psychology or philosophy, every single realm Really, truth is obtained in the Christian worldview, and you can see that through that. So when I saw these young people getting excited about the fact that they really do have the truth, they're going, well, I do, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And then to watch them start proclaiming that with others, start passing out some tracts, it was incredibly encouraging to me to watch the next generation. Right. Matter of fact, tonight we're going out for an hour and a half and uh, asking people if they want to get around to it in 2019, get a, uh, get around to knowing the true God or re really repenting and trusting in the one true God that can offer salvation. So I'm excited about that. Well, one of the most encouraging things that I hear when I talk to people is when they say, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want them to walk away from me thinking, you know, I can't do this or what did Sai say or what did Eric say? I want them to be able to show that it's Jesus that equips us to defend our faith. And so, you know, I say, if, if I walk away from you and, you and you're trying to remember what I said, or if you're saying that you can't defend your faith, then I failed. Mm. So, but you know, so it's very encouraging when you talk to somebody. You say, "Well, truth is grounded in Jesus Christ, and you cannot make sense of anything unless you start with Him." And say, "Well, this is something I've known all along, mm. and you know that's that's what I try to impart to people that you can defend your faith if you're a true believer. You know that you can, you can do this, and um, that's why I encourage people, you know, to <laughs> to watch some of the stuff that we do. And like, I'm a boiler operator by trade. Um, for 20 years, I worked in a boiler room, not a theologian. I'm you out there." And I've debated PhDs in philosophy, and not because I'm a particular smart guy, but because I stick to the truth of Scripture. And we have to stop um, apologizing for God. We have to stop being embarrassed by what His Word says. We have to declare it boldly. One of the things, you know, miracles, for instance. We have, um, you know, dear brothers and sisters going out there trying to prove the truth of miracles. And I say to the unbeliever, well, you would admit that God could do this. And they say, yes. I say, so your problem isn't with miracles. Your problem is with the God of miracles. And, and when you have a problem with him, you can't have a problem with Let me bring up something that I think is interesting because we've got our atheist friends commenting on here. Sorry, I'm not, re it's on a little cell phone, so I'm sorry I'm not able to read your comments very much here. But um, No, 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 don't drink, Shannon. No, don't do let me, uh, <laughs> let me ask you this, because um, what I found, what I found uh, very interesting is the, the conversation, the debate you had with Matt Delahante. Here you had Matt Delahante saying, I don't know anything. I only believe things. And everything I've said in this, in this debate has been just what I believe. It's not anything that I know. And you have the atheists out there going, yeah. Not realizing that he's had to adopt this idea. It's, it's a word that they use called solipsism that I really can't know anything. Adopt this idea that is self-refuting in order to refute the God of the Bible. And I watched that and I went, wow, here you have a whole audience of atheists that I think they're more interested in cheering on the person that is holding the view that they want to hold right. more than saying, let me examine this and know the truth. And here's how I know that. Because I had an atheist contact me and said, 
I know you were there. I know you you were at uh, that debate with Matt Delahunte and Cy. I've watched it five times. I can't be an atheist anymore. He said, I cannot be an atheist. I cannot be honest and be an atheist anymore. And they're mm-hmm. seeing through. Yes, there are theatrics and 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 they're 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 looking at it going, hey, I I, I, I want to believe in this and I'm going for my guy and man, he's got some good one-liners. But to really take it apart and go, he's having to adopt a, a, a ridiculous philosophy in order to argue against the God of the Bible. It just doesn't work. Well, that's what you'll see as well in that debate with Matt Delahunty. Watch all his stuff since then. Does he deny knowledge after that debate? Of course not. He only takes that stance when he's arguing with the believer. Mm. And of course, you know, to the believers who watch it, oh, I've got somebody coming home here. Oh, it's your wife. Oh, <laughs> We're live. We're live. You can come in. <laughs> What's up, sweetie? So, yeah, that's a, a, a view that they adopt only for the, for the position of debating. But it's not something that you can logically hold to. And, um, yeah, I would love to debate Matt again sometime. But uh, in that debate... He said that he would never debate me. He came up with a reason that I think was kind of specious, although the reason he came up with, I apologize for. So if Matt ends up watching this, I'd love to engage him sometime. I'd love to just have a conversation with him like this. Okay, now, okay, while we're on Matt, Matt, if you're watching, I got to tell you, it was hilarious to me to watch Jordan Peterson <laughs> tell you that you're not really an atheist and do basically the exact same thing Cy was doing in the debate at your own show. I went... Oh, good one. That was, uh, that was pretty I don't think they expect that. I, I mean, the thing is, Jordan... He was Peterson, nice about it. Jordan Peterson has a lot of right answers, and I, you know, he says a lot of true things, but he does, have a, uh, does not have the Christian foundation. And I think that one thing that Jordan Peterson offers and why he's been so attractive to a lot of people is that he seems to offer a Christless Christianity. And I think to some degree that's, that, a that's dangerous. But, yeah, very... Uh, I would love to talk with him sometime because, I mean, he says a lot of true things, but yeah. they're just not grounded in the God of Scripture. I've said many times I have a love-hate relationship with Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, his book, 12 Rules of Life, I've read it three times. Can't stand the whole evolutionary process that he starts off with with the lobster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I understand if you're coming from a naturalistic worldview. It's just that worldview isn't the accurate worldview. That's the problem that we have. So tons of great stuff, tons of great... Uh, psychology and philosophy, but it's not really grounded. And I think as he became popular and then several of his videos kind of exposed, hey, the minute this isn't really coming from 100% the direction we wish it was coming from. So, But the interesting thing about that, and maybe one thing we could discuss here, is that we were just watching a Jordan Peterson uh, video, and it was about the problems with Patreon. Yeah. And we as Christians, you know, we need support for our ministries. However, now that Patreon has... Uh, um, ended the account of a fellow named Sargon of Akkad, yes. you know, who was a professing atheist. But now the right seems to finally take notice. And Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin, they've been talking about coming up with an alternative to Patreon. Now, you know, I don't know really if, even if it's appropriate, appropriate to pray for them, but I think that it's appropriate that Christians pray for a, an alternative to those um, support venues that are dominated by people that hate Christianity. For that people that you know hate the God of the Bible, so you know I don't know if uh, somebody who's you know people who are not Christians can come up with that venue, but I think that Christians really need to um, be in prayerful um, support, you know, be in prayer for some kind of venue where Christians can freely share the gospel and be supported for doing so without the fear of um, of people uh, crushing that just because they don't like what we say. So and we watched that video, yeah. with, uh, and it was uh, very interesting. And, it is. It's amazing know, to watch them suppress. 
And it's finally getting to that critical mass where people are going, you can't suppress this free speech anymore. You can't do that. No matter, now it's an atheist getting suppressed and that's what it took to wake him up and go, hold it, hold it, wait, we shouldn't be doing this. We, we got to right. have an alternative, so. Right. Um, and hopefully that enough of this will create that void so that somebody from the Christian side will come in because I know that there's Christians who are capable of doing stuff like this. And I think that we need to get together and build another platform. But we discussed as well that there's so much animosity between Christian camps. My friend Marcus, he was at the conference years ago. And what he saw at that conference was very disappointing to him. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. he saw a lot of different uh, Christian ministries that were interested in kingdom building. But they were interested in building their kingdom rather than the kingdom. And I think that we as Christians... Uh, need to put some of our differences aside. I think there's some, you know, soul damning differences that we have to be careful of, but I think that we need to show a lot of grace to our brothers and hope that we can band together and uh, be focused on, on the gospel proclamation. And, and that's, in a, this is the analogy, I don't use it very often, but I, I say, you know, like if somebody's drowning in the lake and you come by with a boat and he's not saying, is that an Evernood or a Johnson on there? I gotta know, <laughs> I gotta know before I get in the boat. Get in the boat and we'll, get in the talk, boat and we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> or or we'll let you go get in a boat that you like <laughs> from there. But hey, get in the boat, man. 2019, get in the boat. Uh, absolutely, that's good. I love it, man. Wow. Well, I can't wait to see what God has in store for all ministries in 2019. Hey, I'll give a quick update for what I for some things we have coming. Then you give an update for what you guys have sure. coming. 2019, I'm really excited. GrandCanyonMovie.com. We've been working on the documentary. GrandCanyonMovie.com is where that's going to be posted on taking people through the Grand Canyon and showing, look, here's the science that we see. The science that we see has, you know, uh, it can be interpreted this way. And you see these different things. Then you go, what can account for the science that we see at the Grand Canyon? And it's a flood and taking people from the science to the scripture and then from the scripture to the savior. Oh, I'm just so excited about that. Walking people through that journey and showing how God's world confirms God's word over and over and over. It really does. So I'm excited about that. We've got another uh, very interesting uh, concept that's going to be coming out. Probably not till the end of the year, but it's something that we're working on uh, that Honestly, is I don't know that anybody's ever done a concept like what we're trying to do. So I'm not even going to tell you what it is because if it doesn't end up working, I'm not I'm not <laughs> moving forward. So it's just a unique concept. I like the idea. We've talked. You do, about yeah, that. yeah. It really is a unique a unique way to to do ministry. And then uh, the third thing is just man continue. Well, I guess two more things. Third thing is continuing to try to uh, really help the other uh, creation ministries and. Uh, really, I guess, uh, evangelists out there. We want to see more people doing the work of evangelism in 2019. Um, I've said for a long time, I'd love, like after GrandCanyonMovies.com is done, I would love to get funding and raise funding for a full-time missionary out there at the Grand Canyon. You have six, this year, today's the last day of the year, this year they had 6.5 million people visit the Grand Canyon. What an opportunity for the mission field right there. We have new people coming every single day that uh, don't know the truth and can be You know what's interesting about that? I've done a lot of world traveling. Yeah. And a lot of the things that I've seen since I was a young kid, I finally see them in person and they end up being disappointing. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, there's very few things that I've seen as a child in textbooks and at school that I've seen them and they have delivered. The Grand Canyon I, I, is one of those things that surpassed expectations. It's amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It's amazing. You you go there. By the way, I'm going there. I'm going there in June. 
So yeah, if you want to go to the Grand Canyon with me, uh, go to creationtoday.org slash Grand Canyon. Matter of fact, if somebody could type that in and put that in the comments, creationtoday.org slash Grand Canyon. We, we're only allowed to take 50 people on the bus. So man, if you can go on that, you would have a fantastic time. It really is a great experience. Uh, so the Creation Network for me, uh, continuing creation uh, today and getting creation today to uh, be effective. It's amazing. I keep an eye on our live analytics and I'm always watching where people are at on our website and what they're viewing and what they're doing on our website. And it's so encouraging to see so many people coming and getting the truth and I just and, and really being exposed and being taught, how do we defend our faith? How do we know um, certain things and how do we answer certain things about the Bible? So uh, that's been a lot of fun. So continuing to put resources, articles, blogs on creationtoday.org, uh, the Creation Network, uh, the Grand Canyon, and then this venture that we'll see if uh, see if God ends up using it the way I hope he does. Man, with all you're doing, I'm going to sound like a stick in the mud. No, come on. No, because you're actually doing something that I've been wanting you to do since how long ago? Ten years ago, I Ten quit my ago. job to write a book. Yes. And I haven't done it. And by the grace of God, I'm thankful that I didn't do it because if I wrote it 10 years ago, it would have been completely different. And one thing I discovered in the last 10 years is that I'm not a writer. <laughs> and, you know, my friends and my brothers, sisters have really been encouraging me to put this book together. And I've never really felt that motivation until now. So I'm, hope, I'm hoping that in 2019, I will start and finish this book. So I, I would Dog encourage girl. my brothers and sisters to please pray for that endeavor. Because now I'm actually excited about it. I'm on my way down to Florida. I have my little recorder. And uh, I was taking a lot of notes. And I really plan on writing this book this year. And um, I'm hoping that many of you anticipate it. And now that it's public, that I was going to say, this. now you can't turn back because four years ago, he's like, yeah, I think, I think I'm almost ready, you know? And I'm like, all right, let's go. And he's like, not ready, not ready. Well, now, I mean, uh, of course, I love being in the sunshine, but I really can't wait to get back to start actually putting pen to paper, I guess, fingers to keyboard. Yeah. But as I was down here, I heard about a conference down in Cape Coral, the Founders Conference. And, uh, you know, I'm not really big into conferences, but I heard that my friend, the Chocolate Knox, was going to mm. And so I was going to surprise him and actually show up to this conference. But I guess, you know, since he watches all your stuff, it's not <laughs> yeah, going to be so much no. of a surprise. But, I doubt I mean, he's learning much from me. There's some great speakers down there, and I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm going there down there to see David. So, brother, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. And, uh, yeah, it's been a while. David, actually, he's the director yeah, of uh, How to Answer, Answer the, the Fool. Fool. And it, oh, hey, tell them about that real quick. If you don't know, just this last year, Cy released How to Answer the Fool for free on YouTube. Right. So, David, hey, he's coming. But the movie you did, How to Answer the Fool, that has helped. I mean, I, I showed well, up all the What people don't time, realize right? with that film is from the first scene that we shot until it being available as a product, 10 weeks. And that was wow. all David. I mean, and, you know, the, just wow. his vision. And that, I'm so thankful that David is finally in front of the camera where he belongs. <laughs> you know, if people, they can dig through the internet and if they look at a series of Edified where David and I are sitting on this leather couch. It was actually on his driveway. And that started, a lot of people don't realize this, but Marcus started interviewing me on that couch. And then David says, no, 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 not like that. And he gets Marcus behind the camera. He sat down with me. And I tell you, it was Sorry, it was Marcus. Wonderful. No, no, Marcus. <laughs> I mean, but just at that venue, and David was on there, and I'm thinking, David, you need to get in, in front of the camera. And thankfully, with his cross-politic podcast, he's been doing that. And uh, I want to talk to him more about that, too, because he plays some clips of mine, um, you know, one-minute apologist stuff. And he's been encouraging me to make more. And I don't share his um, cross-politic a lot. That's because 
I'm embarrassed to listen to it because I know he's asked me to make these new shows, new clips, and I haven't done it. But uh, hopefully, as I'm writing my book, I'll get some more ideas. I'll put some more together. But I love right, so real quick, you released How to Answer the Fool on YouTube. Right. What's the response been? How many people have seen it? Um, right now, um, a little over 200,000. So that's great. Wow. If you haven't seen it, How to Answer the Fool on YouTube, you'll really thoroughly And thoroughly also, we did a documentary on the debate that I did with Matt Delahunty called Debating Delahunty. I, you know, I could give away the end. I cry. So the people that, that think that I'm a jerk, which a lot of people do when they see how to answer that. Well, the thing is, they don't see the hour after the conversation where the guy ends up <laughs> You used all the, the, the pieces that really, boom, hit it, yeah. Right, so, um, but no, people can check out that doc documentary. And of course, there's atheists always commenting, commenting under there, watch the full debate. And do you know what I say to them? Watch the full debate. Yeah, watch <laughs> the full debate. There's a link underneath the video, you can see the full no. debate. And um, yeah, and hopefully God will use that to... Uh, bring people to him to encourage Christians and to save the lost by the power of his Holy Spirit. Yep, man. Hey, ministry leaders, let's go get them in 2019, man. There's a whole world out there that is ripe for the harvest. You've had the universities for years undermining the very concept of truth itself. And now you have a whole generation of people going, hang on, that's impossible that there is no truth. So what is the truth? You and I that trust the word of God have the truth. Let's go use that, teach that to others, and help people become disciples of the creator of the universe, of Jesus Christ himself, and love God with all their heart, all their soul, and all their mind. For our ministry, we're taking people from science and scripture to the Savior that can offer salvation, so I'm excited about that. I really wish I had your enthusiasm. You know, one thing I noticed that when I meet people in person, and I have quite a few on this trip, they're surprised how tall I am, because I'm like six, two and a half. But as I'm sitting here, I'm about the same height as Eric. I tilted the camera. <laughs> you know what I think it is? I think that I have it in my lower body. You know, I get the... You get a long lower torso. Yeah. So that... But yeah, so when people see I've me... I've never I measured... The, I think the internet takes off a foot and adds 10 pounds, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, if anybody in Florida, you know, I'm, as I'm going down uh, Highway 90, I want to go down the coast as I'm going down to Cape Coral just for a nice scenic drive, and I plan on leaving sometime tomorrow, so... There you go. If you're along the way, just uh, fire me a message on Facebook, and maybe we can stop for a coffee or something. I'm happy cool. to meet you. That's awesome. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Atheists, we love you. We can't wait for the Holy Spirit to, uh, to break into that hard heart and go, hey, you know the truth. And, uh, and I love you. And I think that's what he'd be saying. I love you. But you need to trust. You need to repent. And you need to trust in what I've done on the cross for your salvation. If you're an unbeliever that uh, doesn't know all my atheist friends out there, you've just never really trusted in Christ. Man, let me tell you, there's nothing more important than that. Today's the last day of 2018. Why don't you start 2019 out on the right foot? Why don't you say, you know what, God? I know you did create this world. Now, just I, a real quick interruption here. You said what I've done on the cross. What he's done on the cross. I mean, because I know that somebody's going to cut that clip uh, out and put it on there. What Christ has done Amen. on yes. the cross. His death, his burial, and then his resurrection. He rose from, rose from the grave. Uh, we as Christians get to serve the risen Savior. And that is so exciting. Testified to in the Bible. Testified to in, uh, when it comes to archaeology. <laughs> you don't find his body. They've never discovered the body. He rose from the dead and is victorious over sin and over death. And anybody who repents and trusts in him can be saved. And I just want to encourage you, if you've never done that, would 2019 be a brand new year for you living for the glory of God rather than the, the glory of man or the glory of yourself? So uh, to learn more about that, go to creationtoday.org and there's a link under about that says how to be saved. I'd love for you to check that out. Awesome. Well, thanks That's for hanging out. Well, thanks for having me down here. And uh, I mean, if we have a rough winter, you're coming back, huh? Back. We got the room set up. He'll be good to go. All right. All right. I'm not, it's not open to everybody in Canada, though, by the way. Not everybody in Canada. <laughs>
Hey, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Bye-bye.